2: the, take the party. let's get to crazy Jimmy we got myself the Jimmy Jimmy
3: new celebrity. We'll take you out to Jimmy Star. hello 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 what's up welcome to the Jimmy Star show with Ron Russell bringing you the good times in music fashion pop culture and entertainment we got a music filled show for you guys today but before we get started Let's say hi to our cool, outrageous Man About Town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. My head's cut off.
4: Well, you know, it's been sad with Naomi Judd passing away. I was a great fan of of Naomi Judd's. And I wanted us to place a piece of music in tribute to her. But we're not allowed because we could be sued and taken, oh, off, the, off, the air. taken <laughs> off the air and all kinds of other horrible stuff. You know, years ago, everybody promoted everybody everybody nobody was litigious everyone was just friendly and if a friend had a song you'd say hey let's promote your song or if you want to do a memora a mem a memo what is the word i'm looking for memorandum memoriam memo, no, mem, memorandum is it such a word as memorandum if know. not there is now because i like the way it sounds memorandum yes we're going to do a memorandum anyway we can't if you're admiring my shirt my shirt is silk, and the buttons are mother of pearl. This shirt sold for about $122 about 20 years ago. Why? Because it's a Jimmy Star original <laughs> shirt. And it's, no, really, the buttons are worth the fortune. The buttons are mother of pearl, and they're gorgeous buttons. He always did very expensive buttons. Sometimes he did antique brass buttons from clothing that was 200 years old. Anyway, he made his shirts, they act, I wish I could do a close-up they're white mother of pearl buttons. Beautiful. And the shirt is a shirt is a very heavy silk, a good quality silk shirt. And that's why it's sold for so much money. Of course, I didn't pay a penny for it. I went into the warehouse and I clipped it. You know, I swapped it. I clipped it. it. <laughs> I stole it. I said, Oh, I like this. Goodbye. And I took it. I would never pay $122 for a shirt. Never. I don't care how good it looks. That's a lot of money for a shirt, Jimmy. Couldn't you sell it for like $69 or $49?
3: You got to remember, everything that I made back in the day was one of a kind, which means if it took the lady, and I didn't pay my help $2 an hour, so if it took the lady 10 hours to make the shirt at $8 an hour, that's eight, it cost me $80 plus the material. I had to sell it for a lot of money because it takes
4: well, time I have to do it. I have to admit, all of the beautiful Jimmy Star shirts I have, none of them are crappy fabric. The fabric is always the, the most beautiful, expensive fabric. And it looks it when I wear a Jimmy Starr shirt out in public, I always get a compliment saying, wow, that's a great shirt. Where'd you get it? I said, it's a Jimmy Starr design. Oh, I want one. Well, sorry, Jimmy no longer manufactures, which is something I really would like to do with him one down the road. Yes. I would like to do the Ron Russell, Jimmy Star, the Jimmy Star Ron Russell, whichever way. Because, you know, Mr. Over here, he's got to have it his way always. So it'll be Jimmy and Ron shirts. Uh, designed for people who like high fashion. There you go. Let's say hi to everybody. Hi, so what's everybody. up,
3: chat room? We got Dave Hughes just joined us. Hey, Dave Hughes. Um, we have B. Claudia B said that she's sorry for the loss of your friend that you put on Facebook, and she said she loves my glasses and she loves your shirt.
4: Wait, how did she see that on Facebook?
3: Teresa says I look so handsome and adorable. Wait, wait.
4: B. Claudia, how I how that showed on Facebook? Cause so that's where you wrote it. I wrote it. Not I, I wrote it. To Willie, I didn't write it for public.
3: No, well obviously it's on your Facebook. When you told me nobody commented on it.
4: Oh, oh, you're talking about Candy Darling. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, no no, oh because I lost a real a friend for, of I lost a very dear friend of 60 years uh, in January. So I thought that's what you were refer- oh, no. oh, she's referring to Well Candy Darling was never my friend. I I I was in her company many times because she was a very famous performer. She worked with Andy Warhol. and She used to go to studio. No, she was too, She was dead then. But she'd go to gay bars and clubs that I'd see her in. Candy Darling was really beautiful, but there's a lot of mysterious mystery about her death. I heard she committed suicide because she'd rather be dead than not have her breasts that she had put on with silicone. Uh, I heard so many tales. I don't know which one to believe, but no, Candy Darling was never my friend. i wish she would have been not even an acquaintance i i i I don't think i ever spoke to her you know she would come and go she was very theatrical she would enter a room and be on and nobody could go near her or approach her because she was doing her thing she would pose and bend forward and show her knockers you know all that marilyn monroe kind of stuff she was a showgirl no i i was never in an intimate uh uh, situation with her at her party where I could talk to her. No, I've never spoken to her.
3: No. I like, love it. We want to say hi.
4: So, Backpack John is also in the chat room. Dave Hughes is in the
3: chat room. Roxy's in the chat room. You guys, uh, Roxy's our engineer. She's fabulous. Let me
4: see if I'm missing anybody. No, I, I wanted to clarify talking. that point because so many people, you know, say, oh, they're my friend or I know them and they're full of crap. If I say the person was my friend, it's a truth. They were my friend or I met them or i saw them those are the three things i saw them i met them or i was friends with them there you go jane russell was my buddy that's the truth she was like my dearest best friend we hung out together she was my closest movie star friend of all of them but i knew all of i knew so many of them knew them see I, i didn't hang out with them but i knew them i met them at parties said hello how are you they ignored me you know who the hell was i a young kid trying to be an actor
3: so, you guys, we've got a, a fun show for you today. We have uh, a music uh, composer and arranger and performer, Ruth Weber, coming on. She's a, uh, a friend and and wrote a song with a very good friend of Eileen and I's named Mike Greenlee. And uh, so we've got her coming on. And then we have classical rock violinist uh, Daisy Joplin, who's like world-renowned violinist. And uh, she's got a big show coming up in New York and Hudson Valley at the Paramount Hudson Valley Theater. And uh, so it's going to be a lot of fun. And I don't know that we've ever had like a violinist on. So that might be something new for us.
4: Well, I like to be have have, we're a variety show, really. Yes. You know, I heard it in the wind that Donna Mills may be coming on.
3: She
5: is
4: coming on in two weeks, coming on in two weeks. And I met Donna Mills years ago. So we have a lot of stories to talk about Donna Mills and the girls from The Price is Right. Diane and Janice Pennington, uh, my my buddies. Diane Parkinson is my good friend and so is jo- uh, Jan Pennington.
3: So real quick too then we want to... Th- Janice wanna, Pennington. I, I want to thank everybody for going on to Apple Podcasts and leaving reviews. Uh, every week we're getting you know a few more reviews when I say this and I appreciate it. We're up to like 712 reviews and I notice that all the big podcasts have lots of reviews so if you guys could please uh, go back on to Apple Podcasts and uh, send put up little reviews for us. We'd appreciate it. Hopefully you like the show. Um, I think that out of 712, we only have like three bad ones, so that's pretty really? good.
4: Really? Who are the three bad ones? I don't
3: know who they are, but evil. Yeah, but evil in general, people. I want to hear well, what they said about
4: us. We're uh, vulgar, we're crude, we're uh, wild, we're way out. That's because they're probably dead, boring, and and stupid. Oh, Astros
3: here, you guys. He's upset because he pooped in the house, and Ron yelled at him. <laughs> so he's sitting over there on the couch because he knows that he's Ron's pouting. Bad. He's pouting like he's a little pouting. kid.
4: And the best part was I was out on the patio with him and in the garden where he could have made. And he decided, you know, he gets, he gets a little he has a temperament. If I'm not always appreciating his kisses and love, he gets spiteful. And I was very busy preparing for the show. And I was in the shower and I really didn't have time to kiss him. So he goes and he poops. This way he gets my attention.
3: You like, love it. So
4: Jimmy does the same thing. He poops all over the house.
3: So we're going to bring on our first guest in just a minute. You guys, before we do that, I'm going to do a quick commercial and we're going to play a short song. Um, we want to thank everybody for tuning in. You can hear us on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, TuneIn, Pandora, Amazon Prime, and SoundCloud. We're on about 150 other ones, but those are the ones everybody knows and uh since we're doing a music show and i'm a big 80s music person and i've been actually trying to get these guys on the show i've been tweeting with them um so we're going to play a song how to be a millionaire by abc because abc is one of my favorite british like 80s bands and i think this song rocks so i think roxy's going to play it for you guys so enjoy and we'll come back with our first guest ruth weber enjoy abc how to be a millionaire everybody that's abc i don't know if you guys remember them from the 80s but they were huge when i was in college and i like love them so
4: that's music that used to make you want to dance today Mm, but i love that beat yeah
3: me too i like love it too so also tristan joined us from australia what's up tristan hey tris all is good we're gonna go ahead and bring on our first guest um so go ahead and let her in roxy
1: hello Hello. Hi, how are <laughs> you? Good. Thank you for having me on today.
3: Oh no, it's gonna be fun. We're gonna have a good time. So um oh, do you like do you go by Ruth Hertz Weber? I only wrote Ruth Weber. Is it should we what, do Ruth the, Weber's fine. Yeah. All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star show with Ron Russell, composer, arranger, and performer. Ruth Weber. Hello and welcome to the show.
1: Hello, thank you so much for having me. <laughs>
3: Oh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So before we get started, let me introduce you to my cool outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. Hey, don't worry hi, about nice it. Hi, nice to
1: meet you. It's
3: nice to have you on. And then we have a chat room that's filling up with people, so just say hi to everybody in the chat room.
1: Hi everyone.
3: Yay, it's be fun. So <laughs> tell us where are you actually uh where oh that's B. Say hi to B Claudia. She's in Germany. Oh, hi B. She loves it when we have guests, especially music guests, because she loves. She's like a big music person, and, and both of our guests today are musical guests, and oh, um, so she'll love it. So, tell me, where are you actually located? Are you in California?
1: Yes, I'm in the San Diego area. That's what I th-
3: I thought so because I I saw a lot of stuff in your uh, in your bio said like the San Diego Men's Choir or something <laughs> or something like that. So
4: you do. By a the lot way, of folks, San Diego's supposed to have the best weather in the United States. Did you know that?
1: Pretty nice today. <laughs> no, my,
4: my, my sister lives in San Diego, and she told me that it has the best weather of all of our country. So we, like? we live oh, in, on, an,
3: on an average. We live in Palm Springs, so we have great weather, but then we also in the summer, you know, mm. it's like really, really hot. So we're mm. not that far away from you, but the weather sometimes is no, not so great. Far. Well,
4: not that really. It's like an hour and a half, right? Well, if you cut over the mountains, yeah. There's a <laughs> shortcut. That. No, there's I like, a, like I, it. I think you take 15 and 15 brings you right into San Diego. So the mm-hmm. first
3: thing I want to tell you is that you need to get more active on your social media. I went looking oh. for your social media and like you haven't tweeted and you haven't Instagrammed in a long time. So I didn't even bring it up. I told them to put up your website instead, but you guys can check out Ruth's website. It's ruthmakesmusic.com. And, um, so, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about your career and then, uh, and then we're going to go over your new song that you, uh, wrote with Mike Greenlee and, um, um, that's how you kind like of like how you, how is. you got here. So let's, let's actually, let's do, I wanted to give, talk a little bit about her accolades first. No, I
4: know that, but whenever you mention a song that someone's written, you must always give the title. It's
3: called the music to my life. See, there, there you go. And go. we're going to talk about <laughs> it. At first I want to go over her career a little bit and some of the things that she's done because she's actually, uh, uh, when Mike first suggested you to coming on the show, uh, we happened to get an, an opening just yesterday because uh, somebody gave a last minute cancellation and, and I booked for many weeks out. so I thought it would be a great time to bring you on. And, uh, and then I googled you because like all he sent me was the song. and I was like, okay, but you actually have some wonderful accolades. So congratulations. Uh-huh. you guys, Thanks. Ruth has has won the John Lennon Songwriting uh, competition. She's got a couple of Hollywood Music and Media Awards, which a lot of our friends have gotten those. Jewish American Songwriting Competition, Music City Song Festival, Global Peace Song Awards. I don't know how to pronounce this. Shao Chal- Chal- Chalet. Chalet. Mm-hmm. Chalet Music Festival. She's a, a conductor on the feature film One Little Finger, and she's done music. She has an album, Ruth and Amelia, who is your daughter, who has a beautiful voice. And uh, so she also performs with her daughter and you can see more about that at ruthmakesmusic.com. makes hmm. um, So she's done like a whole bunch of things. Believe and and I actually like the children's thing that you did with your daughter. I like actually watched a bunch of the videos and stuff that you had up. Um, uh, so talk a little bit about that. How did you decide to like do something with your daughter?
1: Um, I, I have two kids and they're both into music, but they started performing with me when my daughter was only three and my son was Eight and mm-hmm. we had an album, a little kids group that we used to perform at like Barnes and Noble, places like that. Until my son decided that, that wasn't cool anymore. <laughs> of so course, he then, did. <laughs> um, we stopped doing that for a bit, but then you know was when they got in college and things. They they said you know that was was actually pretty cool, and so we resurrected that. And I, I write a lot with my son. Um, co-write with him and then, um, uh, perform with my daughter. So the, we're all involved in that together. We do a lot of family music projects together. So, so nice.
4: So how old is your son and daughter?
1: Um, my daughter is 27 and my son is 32. Okay. My son is the principal conductor of the Nashville symphony right now. So they're all music in music.
3: Oh, that's cool. Is your husband in music also?
1: Um well, um uh, he got we kind of got him into music. Okay. And uh, when I when we married about ten years ago, then he he liked music, but since then he got inspired by us and he actually released his own album this year. Oh that what kind of music So He's
4: he a second husband, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Because if you music- only married 10 years, you have a 32-year-old kid. <laughs> <Yeah. So laughs> even, I could, even, I, even I could do that math. But, <laughs> yeah. but the chronological dad, was he musical? Oh uh,
1: yes, he, he is an opera singer.
4: Ah, see that's the kids got it from both mom and dad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful, an opera singer.
3: So you write music. Do you sing also? Because I noticed like a lot of times I see your daughter singing, and I know you're a lyricist, and you write the actual music also, right?
1: Yes. Yeah, I sing too. We're in a duo together, Ruth and Amelia, and we both sing.
3: Okay. I mm-hmm. like love that. And so does your daughter live in San Diego with you or near you?
1: Um, yes, right now she does. She used to live in L.A., and then during the pandemic she moved down here because the area was very COVID heavy during LA. So I got the benefit that she moved to this area. I oh, know
3: that's fantastic. I wouldn't want to be in LA anyway. Like we, we go there all the time, but like, we like living, uh, we mm-hmm. live in, we're living in Palm Springs. We don't have to live in the action. Uh, we yeah. That's to, a really we, nice we, area. We drive to the action and I have several friends. We have a couple movie star friends who live in San Diego. And, oh. uh, and so it's very beautiful there. And I can remember as a kid going to the San Diego zoo, my parents flew us out to San Diego. I lived in Florida. And the San Diego zoo was like a big deal
4: for me when I was a kid. Yeah. My sister lives in La Jolla and La Jolla is a lovely little community. Uh, And I remember we went, this is years ago. We went to a very strange place for dinner. It looked like a mine where people would go in the mine shaft to dig for gold. Is that restaurant still in San Diego?
1: No, I don't think so. And I, I grew up here. So I, do you remember
4: it? It was all brown. I don't brown. remember that. It was brown wood and it looked like a mining shaft and it and the food it was a steakhouse. So and first it, of all tell her how old you are so she doesn't
3: feel like she's well, like Must
4: I always do that? Yes.
3: I'm 30, <laughs> I'm I'm 32. No, he's you know. 82 so like he oh, might be talking He might have been 32. talking about something that was, you know, like <laughs> back in back there in the 50s or something.
4: No, <laughs> no, 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 no. This was my mother was still alive. So my mother lived in San Diego. So 25 years ago. Oh, well.
3: Anyway, so... 30, in, th-
4: 25 to 30 years we'll ago. We'll have to look it up and see if it's... No, there. I liked it. It was a good steakhouse, and the steak was excellent. And it had, like, lanterns hanging, very dark and interesting. Like oh. mind. I would like that anyway. Yeah. In the chat room, B.
3: Claudia from Germany uh, wants to know whether you know the San Diego-based a cappella choir chamber Bravura, Bravura, all I, teens I and are. kids, as well as performed at Carnegie Hall.
1: Oh. Um. I think that I've recognized that name, but I don't. I haven't heard them. There's a choral consortium in San Diego where all the different choir, choirs are members, and um, my choir is a member of that. And I think that I've heard of, of that them. choir, but and so I what
3: is what is your choir? What is your choir?
1: I, I'm the director of the San Diego Jewish Men's Choir. I'm the only woman in the choir. <laughs> And um, uh, so, what, what,
4: what temple are you associated with?
1: No, it's not associated with any temple. It's an independent choir. Oh. Um, yeah, there are people from all de- all over the world in in the group. Actually,
3: Mike Wagner is in our chat room too from the Mike Wagner show. He says, "Hi, nice to see you again." Oh,
1: nice. Yeah, nice. To
4: see <laughs> <you>. <laughs> because because I I my friend Barbara Rosenblatt with one T. Her uncle was Cantor Rosenblatt. Have you ever heard of him?
1: Yes, I have. Yeah.
4: He's the most famous of all cantors. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it, it, I love I love being Jewish and I love Jewish. So <laughs> <laughs> It's a very romantic uh, religion. I like, love it. I think
3: that's hilarious. So did you always know you were going to, wanted to be a singer? Like, how, how old were you when you started, like, uh, figuring out that you had a musical inclination?
1: I knew like when I was five or so, because my mom used to sit us on the piano bench with her and w- she would play and we'd all sing together. And, and I knew I, I had to do that because it made me so happy.
4: Oh, I like love it. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I'm an Italian, so I'm half Jewish and half Catholic. My mother was Christian. My father had Jewish uh, blood mm-hmm. of which they got rid of because they were afraid that they were gonna be killed by the wars, you know, <laughs> Oh, so they okay. went and they hid and became Christians. <clears throat> but mm-hmm. if you dig the deep down in, we're Jewish, as many Jewish people did during the wars, all the wars, not just the second world war. But Jewish people love to sing as Italians love to sing. They're a very singy people.
3: I like love it.
4: And a happy-go-lucky people when they're not being killed by Nazis. <laughs> yeah. <or something. laughs>
3: so are you a conductor like for a lot of things?
1: I have another choir as well, and I've conducted all different kind of ensembles, but right now I just have two choirs. Just two. (laughs) Yeah. But I I, um, conduct on other people's projects like the film One Little Finger. I got to be the choral conductor on that.
3: Is that your first Mm -hmm. film?
1: I've I've done short things before in the past, but this is the first feature mm-hmm. one that I was in. Actually, my men's choir is working on a documentary now, and um, uh, so I'm hoping that that will
3: turn into something.
1: Turn into something oh, oh,
4: great. What's your main line? Like, what's what, where do you make your living?
1: Oh, I um, I teach music at two colleges down here. Oh, okay, so
4: you're a music teacher.
1: Mm-hmm. That's
4: that's important to know. What colleges are in San Diego?
1: I I teach at two community uh, colleges, uh, Miramar College and Palomar College.
3: Okay, I and, know Palomar. Uh, oh. Yeah, I like
4: love it. I think my nephew went to Palomar.
1: It's a very popular uh, community college.
4: Because my nephew uh, studied camera, and he uh, shoots yeah. all he shoots all the um, sports sports games down in San Diego. He's the cameraman.
1: Yeah, they have a really good film department there.
4: Yeah, and I think that's where he went to learn film. His dad was Evan J. Anton, the movie producer, who produced documentary films. He filmed the entire pipeline from Canada to the United States when they were doing it. I remember as a kid, his working up there forever. Yeah. So in the chat room, too, they say you have a beautiful
3: smile. So if you were going to be, let's do a hypothetical, and I've never... At the actors, but you're different. So if you were, if you were going to have an opportunity to uh, conduct anything, any major, you know, symphony orchestra. I don't even know what you call all the different things. What one would you like to conduct? Venue. venue. Ven- uh, yeah. And uh, and um, and then who? Oh, well, I guess you don't really conduct artists, though. I was going to say what artists you. Want. Let's do that. Who would you like to conduct, or where would you like to conduct if you could pick anywhere in the world?
1: I guess I would like to conduct in Carnegie Hall.
3: There you go, and, okay.
1: And um, uh, my my choir is actually working on trying to do a performance there. And um, I would just like to conduct some larger choirs. I, I Right now the choirs are about 40 or so people that I direct, but I would really like to direct a choir with like a hundred voices or so.
4: That would be cool. When I lived in New York, uh, I would go to Carnegie Hall quite a lot. And I used to always go when the gay men's choir sang at Christmas time. It was just the best show ever. And all those men with those beautiful voices, the Christmas carols really came alive. And Carnegie Hall is probably one of the best uh, arenas for sound. No matter where you sit in Carnegie Hall, you hear crystal clear. I remember when Judy Garland was there. Uh, the roof almost blew off because of Judy's power. And Uh most of the time she pulled the mic down to her belly because if she brought it up near her mouth and sang, I think the, the windows would have blown out. Yeah, Carnegie Hall is quite a place to play. You'd be very happy there. I like, love it. Yeah. When you're there, I'll, if I'm in New York, I'll come and listen to you.
3: Okay. <laughs> so I don't know if Mike Greenley's listening or not. Cause he's not in the chat room, but he probably is. So I'm hoping he is. So first of all, let's say hi to Mike Greenlee. Say hi to Mike. Hey, Mike Greenlee. What's up. <laughs> you guys, Mike Greenlee is a very good friend of Eileen and I, and um, uh, we've done a lot of work with him and he's all kinds of wonderful things. He's one of the greatest guys I've ever met. And um, unfortunately uh, a year ago on May 1st, uh, his husband of many years, who was a super famous DJ, Tony Smith, he died from lung cancer. And so he wrote this song with you um, called The Music to My Life. It's written by you two. And I guess your daughter's singing, right? Which I didn't get yeah. that when I saw it. your daughter singing it. And basically it's dedicated to anyone who's lost someone deeply and forever loved. So um, it's really cool. Tell us a little bit of, uh, about the song.
1: Well, um, I have never met Mike in person, I hope to soon, but we've been communicating for several years and and always saying, oh we, we have to write something together. And the last time we had we had emailed each other, he is when he told me about Tony and he said he was the music to my words because Mike is a lyricist and Tony was the DJ. And um, right when he mentioned that, I immediately knew what melody should go with that title. I thought it would be a great title. And after I, I wrote to him and said, you know, you might really like to make a song out of this for Tony. And and um, that he was interested in doing it. We later changed it to Music To My Life so it would be more universal. And um, so that other people that were going through the same thing, um, loss and grieving that they it would be hopefully a, something to help them heal. And um, uh, hopefully, the, this is just the first of many collaborations, because it was, it was really fun. And, and I, I'm so grateful that they have the internet, because I could have never written with Mike before, because, he lives in New York, and I'm
4: here in California. So now, can we play this without getting in trouble? Uh, I
3: think we're going to be able to play it, but she's looking She Roxy just asked me like, uh, "Am which, I going to get
4: we get, we No, we're we, we, not going to get in trouble. We're not going to get kicked off the air. No. You know, they're crazy today. No, we're not we, going mean, to. You're a friend, and it's your music. I don't see why we can't play it, and why they get upset and why they kick us off the air. Oh, Country Super just joined us too. What's up, Anton? So I, I want to hear the lyrics and the song. You know.
3: Hang on. Say hi to Anton. He just joined us. Hey, Anton, <laughs> how are you? It's 3.30 in the morning, wherever he lives. <laughs> Anton,
4: where are, where are you, Anton? What part of the world. And Roxy, let me know if you have it. <laughs> and if we can play it. Because, no, I know we can play it. You know, it, it would mean a lot to me. I was with somebody for 46 years, and he died from pancreatic cancer. And it was very oh, hard for me to put my life back together. So if there were music to help me, it would have helped. But then I three or four years later or five years later, I met Jimmy and life does go on and Michael find somebody and he will be happy again. He's a
3: great guy. Yeah, He's also a great writer. He yeah. also wrote the, he wrote the, I think like the state of Virginia song, right? And yeah.
1: it, I don't yeah. know what it's and called, but he wrote several the billboard thing. charting uh, disco songs. too. So
4: you've never like Facebook, worked him what do you call it, facebook no, what is it when you talk and you see each other
3: oh facetime i'm face sure she time. has
4: you've never facetimed him
1: we actually haven't even done that no kidding. oh
4: really well you should facetime him the next yeah. time you work with them makes it more intimate
1: i mean we just send things back and we have been just sending back and forth it worked out really well for us
4: whatever works <laughs> All right, are we going to do it? Up, I'm working on it. I'm... Are we going to do it, Roxy? Okay, she said stall.
3: Give me five minutes because she has to download it. I sent okay. it in a separate transfer. Okay. So we're going to so stall for a minute. Because we don't want dead air. Dead air is not fun. That's okay. So who are some of your favorite musicians?
1: Oh, I have so many because, you know, I grew up with classical music and folk music. Me- My parents listened to folk music all the time. And, uh, and then I studied classical piano. So... um I have a wide variety of people that I like in classical music. I really like Lang Lang as a player. Okay. Right but, uh, I like a lot of the folk singers. Um, who's it? Name, 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 name
3: a famous folk singer. I don't know if I know don't anybody. Even, I any... like
1: Joni Mitchell. Oh, I love and, uh, Joni. actually, I've been trying
3: to reach out to Joni Mitchell to get her on the stone on the show. Cause, uh, She's the one who sings both sides now, right? Yes. Yeah, that's like one of the greatest songs like ever written, somewhere, ever.
4: Somewhere in my life, and I don't remember where, how, where, or when, but Joni Mitchell was someplace, sometime in my life, and I, I vaguely remember this. I wish I could remember what it was, but I remember she was nice. I think I remember talking to her for quite a while somewhere. Yeah, yeah. This was back in the early... The late 70s, maybe early, mm-hmm. late 60s, early 70s.
3: I didn't know that she was like considered folk exactly, though. Who's well, some she, other folk she was people? kind of folk rock.
4: Okay. Who's somebody like, else that's folk?
3: Judy Collins. Oh, I love Judy Collins. Okay. Okay. So I like folk music. I'm okay yeah. with that. Well, you like folk rock. Well, I like it all. I mean, it's,
4: it's different. Mitchell did, uh, I forgot her song. She had so many popular songs, hit songs.
1: Big Yellow Taxi.
4: Yeah, other than that, I mean, really big. She had a really big the Yellow one. Taxi was
3: really big. Well, Both Sides Now is her biggest one.
4: No, but she had a big, big Because that was the
3: Olympic theme a couple years ago, or I guess it's a couple years Johnny ago. It's Mitchell. a long time now. I, can't,
4: I wish I could. You know, the name came back, but I don't remember anything about Oh, it. I love Both Sides Now.
3: I'm yeah. like a... It's
4: terrible. Uh, I mean,
3: I listen to, like, a lot of pop and a lot of rock, basically, and and I like hip-hop. He doesn't like hip-hop. But, uh, People
4: tell me to write a book about my life, and I say, you know, I don't remember half of my life. But every now and then, somebody mentions a name, and for a quick minute, a picture comes into my brain. Does that ever happen to you? Well, you, know, yes. you know, so you know what I'm talking about, and so do our listeners. I and it frustrates me because I rack my brain. Now, Johnny, Mitch- Johnny Mitchell was a big star. I should definitely remember how and where and why I met her. But anyway,
3: I would love to meet her. So, all right. So she thinks it's ready. So Roxy thinks it's ready. So you guys, this is the the name of the song, uh, which, by the way, is going to be released on uh, May 19th, uh, 2022. And uh, the name of the song is The Music to My Life. The songwriters are Mike Greenlee and Ruth Weber. And the vocalist is Amelia Lopez Yanez, which is her daughter. I so, mean, from Amelia, Ruth and Amelia, their like own music thing. Wait, going. Repeat
4: her name again. It's a long one.
3: Amelia, Amelia, Lopez Yanez. Is that right? Did Lopez I pronounce it right?
4: Arne, like Jesse Arnez. No, no,
3: Yanez. Oh, Yanez. Okay. Y- no, no, R. Yanez. Anyway, Yanez. you guys, check it out. You guys, I think you're going to like, love this song. It's got a great sentiment. So enjoy the music to my life. Here we go. Here we go. And now we're so back. That was the music to my life, you guys, by, written by Mike Greenley and Ruth Webber, sung by her daughter Amelia, who's got a beautiful
4: voice. Yep. And the music, the, the melody is nice, the lyrics are good. It's a good song and the chat ready. room
3: loves it. Yeah And we want to say rest in peace, Tony. I never actually met Tony. I know of him because he was a famous DJ. Um, uh, but I have great and love for Castro Mike is back. For, uh, for Mike uh, Greenlee and so. so uh, congratulations on a beautiful song. People in the chat room are saying they're crying and stuff, so it came across very oh, well
4: well we don't want to make people cry but you know because no, it was so beautiful yeah, crying, well, they're so crying beautiful. because it's beautiful not crying because it's sad Well, it's sad too but, yeah, but <laughs> yeah. we, don't, we don't we don't i didn't think of it as sad i thought of it as being honest
3: yes absolutely and this is astro he's our little dog
4: and he made a poop he, in the he made room. a poop in the uh, living room oh so that's was, who you're talking about he was being punished now he's Not now. really.
3: He was just sitting on the couch and never. now he ran over here.
4: That's punishment. He's very good. He never does it. It's just that sometimes he just can't help it.
3: Yes. So right. it was a very sentimental song. Um, uh, and, and congratulations And you guys. The song will be available on uh, May 19th, probably on all the like digital download sites and streaming sites and everything. So yeah. you'll be able to see it and you'll be able to see the, the video will be actually released. Um, so if you got to see it here, that's a, a special thing. Cause it's not available for the public yet. And, uh, we want to congratulate you and Mike and your daughter on a great song and, uh, Thank wish you. you all the best with the song.
1: Have you ever been nominated for a Grammy? No, that's like on my bucket list. I hope i mean my songs. I've have been accepted and, um, they've been, you know, they've competed, but we, I haven't gotten a no- nomination yet. Hopefully okay. it will happen.
3: Hey, we all have a bucket list. Yeah, we yeah. Can. our we, bucket list is to can. win an Emmy. We've been nominated. Oh. But yeah, we we, we came
4: close. Yes. But the guy that won the Emmy over us has got a lot of money. <laughs> and he's got a lot of sponsors and he's got a lot of people to promote him. And that's possibly why a lot of people win Grammys and Emmys because they've got the Moolah clout.
3: I like. So actually, I heard.
4: I've heard that you I, know, I've, if you pay a lot of money to certain people, you you win a lot of things. I actually posted this
3: thing the other day. I don't know if I still have it. Let me just look real quick. I posted it on my social media, and I have a pretty big fo- social media. And it said, "Here's what's wrong with music today." Here it is. It's a, it's a picture of of Journey. I'm a big Journey fan. I've seen him in concert a zillion times. It says has never won a single Grammy and then it says Kanye West has won 122. That tells me all I need to know about the Grammys cuz Kanye West is crap. You know, and Journey and all these great bands, you know, that never actually win anything. It shows how it's it's totally it's totally rigged. <laughs> but I hope we wish for you to have uh, a nomination and a win i would love mike greenlee i know he wants to get a grammy nomination and he's yeah i know he he's does. had a, he's had a lot of he's had a lot of billboard hits um, so yeah. we're, we're wishing that for the both of you and i want uh, to before you. we let you go i want to let everybody know where to go they go to ruthmakesmusic.com right that's it oh yeah it's on the screen yeah. everybody you can see it you got to like love it so we want to thank you for sharing the song and thank mike yes. greenlee and thank you for coming on the show and we wish okay. you all the best with all of it
1: Thank you so much for having me. Thank
3: you. Bye-bye. Uh, oh, bye. Thanks.
1: Bye. Bye, I everybody. Hey,
3: Oh, Dave, you said he won a Oh, he won a granny, not who, a Grammy. Who what? <laughs> no, oh. Dave, Hughes Dave, says, I want a granny. I thought he said Grammy, but no, he, he said
4: granny. He's just a perv. He won a Grammy cracker. Yeah. What graham crackers. Remember graham crackers? I've yeah, yeah. Said, they're good. I love graham crackers.
3: You got to like, love it. Dave, Dave, Dave said he loved the song, though, and he's a big music guy in England. Um, so he loved it. And they all said you're also on LinkedIn, so we can find you on LinkedIn, I guess. Oh, yeah. There you go. All right. So, Ruth, thank you so much. Have thank a good one, everybody. Check out RuthMakesmusic.com. Bye. Bye bye. Actually, be Claudio too. Loved, loved. Loved, loved. All right. Um, so everybody, uh, in a little bit we're gonna have another guest coming on. Her Roxy. name is Daisy Jopling. Roxy, and, uh, take
4: this fifth lady away. We need to bring another next day <laughs> <laughs>
3: bye, bye, Ruth. See ya. Bye.
4: Yeah, but we said that this is like an Italian. I know it's or, an Italian goodbye, <laughs> no, a, or Italian or Jewish goodbye. You know, we start <laughs> off in the house in the kitchen, then we're out in the hallway, then we're out in the street, then we're at the car door saying goodbye. The more
3: you're talking though, then like she won't go away. I don't think either. So you
4: gotta like, Roxy, come on. We have a next guest coming. <laughs> in. All
3: right, um, there you go. There you go, everybody. So hope you enjoyed, Ruth. Um, she's fabulous. We enjoyed her. Thank you, Mike Greenlee for setting it up. Uh, I want to make a little, do a little up tempo thing real quick for everybody. And um, have we
4: ever met Mike in person?
3: I uh, I have not. No, I've met him. I do Zooms and stuff with him all the time. So I've done all kinds of things. But no, I don't think so. When we were in New York, we were gonna meet him, but I don't. Something happened that he couldn't come out to Eileen's because he lives in the city.
4: For my birthday at the time.
3: Yeah, he didn't come because he was because he lives in the city, and I guess something happened. I forgot. Do I know him? He knows you. I don't know. We've had a couple other people that have. Have given... I ever
4: seen him? Have I ever met him? Um, I don't know. No, he's, I don't think you've it's ever like met him. Like the Phantom.
3: But we've had several people that he's written songs with on the show as guests, but we've right. never had him on. Because I know
4: the name well, but I just can't place the face.
3: Yeah, he's fabulous. Well, he's he he's uh, the one book that I wrote this big chapter on social media, and he's the one who got me in the book. Like they needed a social media expert, and he's the one who helped get me the author credit on that. Okay, you know, he's just a great guy. So you guys, real quick, we're gonna play Stephen Gately, New Beginning. Stephen Gately uh, was one of the first boy band members to ever come out gay. He's a British. Uh, now I forgot what group he was in, a big boy band. Uh, um, but this is the song that he made after he came out, and he he did a song called New Beginning, and I really like liked it a lot, and I actually bought the album when I was in England. And uh, so check this out: at Stephen Gately, New Beginning.
5: Seven
2: years I've waited, seven years I've holding on Yes it's been, yes it's been always kept my faith in I always knew this day would come Let everybody know
3: So B Claudia brought it. It's boy zone with Ronan Keating and everybody, you guys. And, uh, he was in boy zone, which is a great boy band. Everybody knows I'm a big boy band fan. I like, love all the boy band music. And, uh, uh, he was just great. he was also with somebody from cotton. Act. She said, um, it's not the actual video with four split screens. You guys, uh, the reason the videos have the full four split screens is so that way it's different. And I didn't get in trouble from YouTube and somebody else did it. So that way we don't get in trouble for playing
4: the videos. I'm exhausted today, and I guess you see my energy level is low. I have been working around this house. We are making a movie star bathroom, which is a dressing room bathroom. It's got a vanity part where I sit with lights to put my makeup on if I'm doing a movie because I like my own makeup. I don't like the way they make me look. They make me look like I'm in drag, and I don't like that. So I do that. And, and, the, and when the bathroom is completed, we will video it and put it on Facebook because it's truly quite a room. We've knocked down all the walk-in closets to make this an enormous bathroom. Okay, that's one. A a windows. uh, We're knocking the window out in the master bedroom to put in a sliding door to the pool, patio, blah, blah, blah. That's a lot of work. They're not doing that. They come and they go. They say they're coming. They don't come. I'm having the greatest difficulty finding somebody to do a concrete walkway alongside the house. So if anybody out there knows of a good cement person who's licensed, please have them contact us because we're looking to hire someone to do concrete work. It's an impossibility in California to find help. Now, I spoke to my friend John in New York City, who's a contractor, and he said it's the same thing in New York on Long Island. You can't get a contractor. Everybody's doing work on their homes. Oh, So I'm tired, you know.
3: And we have laid. Uh,
4: what do we call those things? We laid this week. Flagstones.
3: Yeah, we laid more flagstones. We've got our backyard almost
4: done with flagstones. That
3: you and walk I on. They're beautiful. I
4: connected an outdoor shower, so uh, it's really looking great. But it's exhausting uh, doing the work, hiring the helpers. I mean, two of them was two cement people were supposed to come and they never showed up. Separately, two separate cement people. So, what are you going to do?
3: That's right. What are you gonna do? Other thing too, you guys were excited. Downton Abbey's coming out May twentieth. I love that Downton Abbey stuff. And Gilded Age got set, uh, got uh, renewed. So next year there'll be a new series, a new season of Gilded Age on HBO Max. Um, uh, What else have we been watching?
4: And I've been in some of those mansions that they talk about. You know, New York City, uh, Fifth Avenue. uh, Ralph Lauren has his mail uh clothing line in one of a a famous mansion i forget who maybe getty or somebody but um they're beautiful those mansions really were built extremely extremely lavish what did we just watch too we watched something that we liked
3: do i I know i'm brain dead isn't that funny you guys you guys we're getting to the point where we go on we have we have netflix and we have amazon prime and we have tubi and we have hbo max and it's getting to the point where you can't find anything to watch because we've seen
5: everything. No. And as They're we, not
4: coming out with new stuff and, fast enough. And as we would say in Brooklyn, we have so many shows that we watch. We, we, we're we looking for your sister's ass network. That's his right. Brooklyn expression, your sister's ass. Yes, yeah, so if
3: anybody's watching anything like really good, uh, Ron's all about it. We need to find something new to watch. And uh, we're also going to a very fun red carpet event Saturday for Kim Boynton, was on the show, what, two? two weeks ago or three weeks ago. And uh, she's got a, 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 a reality show that she's like launching. And so we're going to the red carpet. E-
4: excuse me event for that. We were invited to the Hamptons on Long Island as VIP people to go to an art dealing thing that I was excited about because it was a three day event of which now I'm not sure if we get our timing right, because I may be in a film shot in New Jersey and New York in those months. So it's a hectic time for me. I really need to um, plan it out better because I'm all confused. You know, I just t- I wake up in the morning. I say, hey, Jimmy, what am I doing? <laughs> he loves that because he's a control freak. So he loves to tell me what what I'm doing in the day. Look at Astro. He's like chilling. But it's better to be busy than bored.
3: That's right, you guys. And we have you a lot of movie projects that we're working on.
4: Yeah,
5: um, but I'm
4: happy about working in New Jersey and New York. That's been one of my secret dreams was when i was very young at 18 and 19 years old and i was an actor and i used to walk in central park or along fifth avenue and i'd pretend that there was a camera following me and that we were filming and that i was a famous actor and i was shooting a movie in central park so if nobody was around i would climb the rocks and deliver some kind of dialogue that i invented created And now I will be filming in New York City, and that to me is a big, big thrill because my childhood, my teenagehood dream is coming true. And I want to pass that on to you. So, folks, until it's over and the fat lady sings, whatever you dream about can happen. Dreams do come true. just takes time for some of them. That's right. But, oh,
3: I never give b- up. But, but what
4: a thrill it will be, especially if we ever should shoot in Central Park. Oh my god, that would be like deja vu. Um yeah. We're if, working on it, you guys. I'm
3: producing the film and I can't. I'm not that's one film we're not allowed to talk about. No, yet.
4: no, no, can't talk about it. But are we do you think we'd ever we would do a lo- location in Central Park? Do you think
3: uh, I don't there's no Central Park location in the script. No.
4: Okay. I'll have okay. to wait.
3: For another movie, we'll we'll find a way to get you a, a, a something in Central Park, honey. <laughs> we'll find something. Also, then uh, we watched a cool movie. If you guys like old movies, we were on two. Tu- I think it's on Tubi. If you guys have Tubi, which I think everybody gets Tubi, I think everybody. Gets- as long as you have a smart TV, you get Tubi, right? And it was a it was a western, and it was called The
4: Professionals. It was it really wasn't a western. It was western themed, but in nineteen twelve. So it was. It was after the West was won. Um, interesting film with Burt Lancaster. Uh, very good film. And Claudia, Burt Lancaster, and Lee, Claudia Cardinale, the beautiful. Lee Italian Marvin,
3: actress. Robert Ryan, Woody Strode, Jack Palance, Claudia Cardinale, Ralph Claudia Bellamy.
4: Claudia Cardinale.
3: It was a fun movie, you guys. I didn't like the end of it, but it was still a good movie. And they're asking, what about the Tesla?
4: The Tesla has been ordered. It's red. And we should have it early part of July. And I really wish that Jimmy would go online and start to learn how to use the damn thing because it's all computer. Um, As I said, the BMW, when we get in it now, we have to use Jimmy's phone to call New York to talk to friends of mine because he doesn't know how to switch his phone over to my phone in the car. Now, this is a nice little BMW that has some technology. The Tesla is outrageous i mean it does everything it's got a
3: big ipad in it
4: <laughs> i mean it's, it's like a movie screen inside the car and everything is touch so i've already researched it and i went online and i've learned a lot about it um i just said to myself god forbid the damn thing ever went on the fritz you're never going to be able to get in your car drive your car or do anything Yeah, it's a beautiful car.
3: Here you go, B. If you're looking on the screen,
4: it's the red one. (laughs) It's overpriced, but it's status. And Jimmy feels that he should have a status. And I said, you know what? You work hard for your money, Jimmy. He really works around the clock. And I wanted him to have this Tesla. No, I wanted him (laughs) to have this Tesla. And I was all in favor of it. And I pushed for it. And I know it's going to make him happy. And it's his Academy Award. It's his re- it's his reward for being a damn good everything that he does. So I'm happy he's going to have his red Tesla. They want you to pet the dog. <laughs> I was making out with him
3: before. You yeah, couldn't... when we were singing the songs, he was yeah, like was making out it. with them. There he goes. So, so, I,
4: I make out with him all the time. Uh, now he's going to get up and not leave you alone. <laughs> he loves his daddy.
3: He's a great dog. <laughs> you
4: know, I, I could be mad at him for like a minute, two minutes, and then I melt because he's so sweet.
3: So, uh, but anyway,
4: I heard Buick has put out an electric car. Not cheap either. It was up in the fifties or sixties, thousands of dollars. But it's supposed to be quite a car, the Buick. You know, competing with the Tesla. And it's not probably it's probably only about twenty or thirty thousand less than the Tesla. If it, if it re- if it comes out at fifty five or sixty, it's right in Tesla because you can get a Tesla without all that crap in it for about uh, how much forty three thousand, which is still outrageous amount of money. I remember when I was newly married to my wife, a house was forty thousand, a beautiful house, a very luxurious house, and now it's an expensive car. Oh well.
3: We want to welcome Julia to the chat room too. I'm um, sorry, Julia. I forgot what JB stood for. So, welcome, welcome, welcome. We're happy to see you in the showroom. So, our next guest is going to be coming on in about four or five minutes. We're going to play
4: one more song. And, and I'm uh, starving, so I'm going to go get something to eat. We're going to play. Well, we
3: can't eat. You can't eat though during the guest.
4: Well, I have to eat something, cause I don't just feel. Just get free. a little
3: snack. My sugar's
4: low because I've been working like crazy. So we're gonna play Ryan Brahm's. We played one of his
3: songs. He's just an, uh, an artist I really like. This is an, the new song called Superman, and the name of the artist is Ryan Brahm's. We played one of his hits a couple weeks ago. I really like him a lot. And yes, Astro loves me. Thanks, Teresa. <laughs> and you guys enjoy. We'll be right back. Here's Ryan Brahm's Superman. everybody that was ryan bromp superman i really like him a lot met him many 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 years ago he's super talented he's a great a great great artist and i just got a message uh from jim brickman because i've been trying to get him on the show and he gave me an email address to email to set it up so soon we're gonna have hopefully jim brickman on which would make me extremely happy since he's one of the greatest like songwriters in the history of music uh so would you like an
4: orange slice there you go these are so delicious i can't breathe I love them, but they're not stale. I like them when they're stale. Did you ever eat an orange slice, folks? There you go. Orange uh, slice. I, I
3: like love them. I actually like to stick them in my mouth and and like just get all the sugar off of them and then eat them, <laughs> which is fun. And they said thank you for offering.
4: <laughs> well, you know, when your sugar level drops, I was outside smashing cinder blocks and lifting up cement and stuff. So, you know. When you do that, whatever you eat, your sugar drops. When your sugar drops, you get a little lethargic, a little demented. So you immediately have to have a sugar lift.
3: Okay, so we're going to bring on our next guest. Um, our next guest, you guys, is an uh, uh, amazing super talent. Uh, we I don't think we've had a violinist on the show before in 14 years, so it's going to be something new for us. And let's go ahead and let her in, Roxy. Yeah. Hey, how are you?
0: fantastic i love the fact that i'm the first violinist you've ever had that is so awesome
3: yeah i'm pretty sure that you're the first one we've ever had so now that i know that we can hear you let's do a nicer nice uh introduction for you all right everybody now we want to welcome to the jimmy star show with ron russell the amazingly talented and incredible classical slash rock violinist daisy jopling hello and welcome to the show great to be here Yay. So before we get started, let me introduce you to my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell.
4: You, my dear, I am dying to hear. I want to hear a classical violin. That's a rock violin.
3: We're going to play a video of her in a little while. Oh, good. I, I'm, excited. It. I'm excited. I'm
4: excited. You're going to get to see it. So I have you, a- want, you want an orange slice?
5: <laughs> yes, it,
4: please. It's delicious. <laughs> it's so good. So
3: we have a chat room full of people, so please say hi to everybody in the chat room. And uh, and then you have to say, because so so we have one uh, friend of ours who's always in the chat room and she's from Germany. Her name's B. Claudia. They're putting messages up from her. And she's like, I've already downloaded the music and and she loves you and she's so excited. So say hi to B. Claudia, please.
0: Oh, love it. Hi, B. Claudia.
3: Oh, and even Dave Hughes is like, bring on more violinists. So like, that's yeah, pretty where, where, cool. Where
4: did you come up with rock violin? I mean, how come they didn't like throw you out of the, the room when you played that? <laughs> I mean, what the hell is what the hell is a violin? I'm dying to hear it. Can we play the video?
3: Yeah, play the video. Yeah, do you want to play the video first? Yeah, let's play
4: yeah. the video so I know yeah. what the fuck I'm talking
3: about. And then we'll get to yeah. tell about how she's played at Royal Albert Hall in London. Oh my this god! Places. I want to hear. I want to hear. Put the video. Okay. On. All right. So here's what we're gonna do. Uh, oh, also, uh, 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 Eileen is in the just joined us in the chat room. So say hi to Eileen.
0: Eileen love
3: you. she's writing in there how much like b claudia loves you and then b's writing in there that she's crying she's so happy eileen
4: <laughs> eileen do you want an orange slice you gotta like love it all right you
3: guys so listen up J- daisy um has a show that she's going to be playing and we're going to talk about that also called irradiance is it irradiance is that how i That's pronounce
0: it perfect perfect
3: and uh, so she made a promo video to show what she does it's daisy yeah. J- the daisy jopling band and uh, um, so this is the video that we uh, have. It's a promotion for the, the actual event that's taking place on May 22nd at the Paramount Hudson Valley Theater in New York. But, um, uh, Roxy, I think you should have it ready so that this is the Daisy Jopling Irradiance promo video. So you get to see what Daisy Jopling does, you guys. Uh, hopefully she's got it ready and enjoy. Enjoy. <laughs>
4: Definitely the best violin that I've heard ever, even better than Charlie Daniels, who I love to
3: death.
6: And this was one of the best shows I've ever seen her perform at. But not only that, everybody seemed, the energy was so good, that everybody seemed to be on top of their game. This
5: is my first
4: Oh, oh, oh! So the really,
0: uh, I mean, wait
4: a minute! Quiet down! Sit there looking pretty. (laughs) When are you coming to LA? I
0: can't wait. I mean, the one of the really. You are wonderful.
4: Let me tell you first what I think. You can play that fiddle like nobody. I love everything I heard. I love it all. I want to see it live everybody she is absolutely outstandingly incredibly fabulous I loves and i you, don't blow smoke way. up anybody's ass you know i told the truth girl you got it thank you get, to, get your ass to la i like love it so so uh you're fabulous Wait, you're really she was fabulous gonna say
0: something go ahead and say i'm what gonna you have another gonna orange thing i'm so excited. yeah I have another orange thing i mean that one of the amazing things about that show and about the show coming up on May 22nd, is that literally half of that orchestra were students. Mm. And I'm talking like high school students. So we worked with them for three months and they probably rose from whatever level they started to, to like, you know,
5: way to, up there. In that
0: time, because they're surrounded by professional musicians and that experience for these kids. Of course, it's life changing for them, but as an audience, it kind of adds a whole other level to the energy of what's going on because you kind of know something. Totally extraordinary is happening on that stage. It's not just the music; it's like the kids and everything they bring. And that's the same thing in the show we got coming up on May 22nd. We're gonna have the choirs, and um, we've got these amazing students who are practicing like crazy. So you know, they they might normally play for their parents or they might normally play in orchestra, but not all these different styles of music. And they haven't heard of like the opportunity to be a professional violinist doing whatever music you want to do. Like I wrote a lot of that music because a lot of them grow up in like, well, they're supposed to play classical music, but that might not be, even though it's great, that might not be really, really their favorite type of music.
3: I actually so, loved it there at the end when you were playing the Who and the Beatles. I was like, yeah. holy shit, that's like yeah. awesome.
4: You know yeah. what it re- reminds me of? Years ago, that Greek fellow, the Greek, he, he was, he played music similar to yours. What was his name? Uh, Yanni. <laughs> Yanni. 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 Hey. Yanni. I love oh Yanni. My God.
0: I love Yanni. My honestly, my dream, like biggest, biggest musical dream is to put on shows like Yanni and maybe have a choir. Well, you, you did. 500 kids. You know what I mean? You, like- you,
4: you did. And you are. Thanks. Your music is as good as Ani, Yanni. That's what came to mind right away. I love what you do, and I really mean that. From the bottom of my heart, I love, love, love what you do. I don't care for most music today because it's trash. Yours is stylistic, it's beautiful, it's elegant, it's reminiscent of years ago, but it has a new today in it. I, can't, I, I could write an hour's worth of bravos for you. So hold
3: on, I would let, me, let me tell I lo- everybody. I love you, I love what you do. Let me tell
4: everybody real and quick. You know who you look like? Lara Spencer, a good friend of ours. Oh, from Good Morning America? She doesn't know Lara Spencer. She's in America. She's a reporter on Good Morning America. My daughter, Leslie's best friend. And you look just like Lara Spencer.
3: So I I want to tell everybody. So you guys, it's a a Radiance. It's May 22nd at 3 p.m. at the Paramount Hudson Valley Theater. You can go to ParamountHudsonValley.com to get tickets. It's Daisy Joplin, the uh, the Daisy Joplin Band, Orchestra 914, and and two high schools, right?
0: Actually, yeah. We have two high schools and two middle schools. So like... Four schools, yeah, two school yeah, four schools. four
3: schools that'll be playing us. Which has got to be like the biggest thrill. So not in only are them. you
4: making this wonderful music for us, but you're giving these kids a chance to understand what it's all about. Absolutely. Oh,
3: and that's our I really, segue. I really
4: commend I, I commend. That's you.
3: our segue into Daisy has a foundation called the Daisy Jopling Foundation. It's DaisyJoplingFoundation.org, and it's a music mentorship foundation. Tell us a little bit about it.
0: You know, um, when I first came to, well, I came to New York City and then because my husband I came to live um, up here, which is northern Westchester, the city is Peekskill. Um, I never thought I'm going to work with kids. like, It just uh, didn't occur to me. But when I got my first concert, so in this local theatre, it's a 1,200-seat theatre, uh, you know, they were amazed that this um, – wonderful violinist was living you know in this small town and uh, there were no strings programs in the schools so they basically asked me look can you help us start a strings program and I didn't realize it'd be a lot it's a lot of work and I went yeah of course (laughs) Uh, (laughs) years later you know now we have hundreds and hundreds of children um, playing music. We've got to the point where we have a symphony orchestra in our local school, and it's going to just get better and better. So each year, these kids get the opportunity to come to our shows. We even took them to a show we did at Lincoln Center. And it's just, it, like, you know, they never have thought that this is possible until they're there they feel the energy they get totally excited and then they want to learn an instrument and it really changes a lot of kids lives to have that you know musical expression i love it you're Um, keeping
4: you're keeping quality music alive yeah and i thank you for that
0: and i have to say i love the wall yeah i've got i have a very colorful apartment (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> thank you so much yeah and i mean there actually i just realized there's i think another two school districts involved in this in the orchestra as well there's a lot of kids from kind of all the different areas around where i live so um yeah so how long have you lived in the
3: united states because i can hear a british accent
0: <laughs> <laughs> i know it's not going to go away probably i've actually lived here 16 years
3: Oh, you don't want it to go away. It's so fabulous. I
4: love the (laughs) accent. Well, well, don't don't laugh, but I still have a Brooklyn accent and I'm 82. (laughs) So look how many years I have. I don't give a shit. I go back to Brooklyn when I start to sound like a Californian, I get nauseous. I don't want to say it's real neat. I want to say, yeah, it's okay. So I go back to Brooklyn. You go back to England to get your English accent back.
0: Uh, well, I mean, I came here, you know, I've already spoken England for so many years, uh, English, I mean, with an English accent. But yeah, I do go back a lot. My, my, my Pretty much my whole family are still in England. Some of them might be here, Hey guys. Um, oh, that would
3: be cool. For so the
4: minute yeah. you get off the plane and you hear it, you're back. The English- just say hi to
0: everybody in the chat
3: room because a bunch of people joined the chat room since you've yeah, been on and I'm pretty everyone. sure they're for you, so say hi to all of <laughs> them. If you,
4: if you just joined the chat room, folks... I would suggest you watch us in repeat. Because if you don't, you're going to miss out on some really spectacular music. Thanks, so I wanna, uh,
3: so uh, actually, somebody in the chat room wants to know if you know Nigel Kennedy in the UK. I don't know what he does, but he's a good friends with Nigel Kennedy, and he thought maybe you might know him.
0: That is amazing. That's Nigel Dave.
3: Kennedy. That's so, Dave in the chat room. Say hi to Dave. Hey
0: Dave! <laughs> that is amazing. You know why? Because it was partly because yeah and that's right I'll go into my violin as well it was partly because of my first experience of going to a professional solo violin concert that I realized how powerful it is and I basically when I was 12 years old at maybe 10 I don't know something like that my dad took me to see Nigel Kennedy. Nigel Kennedy oh, okay. was an incredible British violinist and what was amazing was so me and my dad arrived just before the concert was going to start. You know, they let us in, they closed the doors and there was a seat at the front of the, we didn't kind of have time to find our seats there was a seat at the front of the whole concert hall i think it was the royal festival hall anyway a big hall in london and right in front of where nigel kennedy was just about to walk on stage i was feet away from him and <laughs> i get, and so, so the, the usher was like just sit right there so this little girl i'm sitting there all like shy and nervous and nigel kennedy now he walks on stage but you've got to understand back then he was not wearing what all other solo classical violinists wore, which was probably some, you know, looking sharp. tuxedo or something. Yeah. He was wearing like a punk haircut. I mean, he had like short, spiky color. I I don't know. I think it was colorful hair. Anyway, definitely short, spiky hair. He had like torn black jeans. He was where I'm like, oh my God. And then even though he played a totally classical concerto, and I actually can't remember which one it was, he played like a rock star. You know, he had so much energy. And then when it came to the end of his concerto, the audience went crazy and he played an encore, which was like an improvised jazz piece. And I'm like this is so cool so then my dad came down to the front and he's like we're going backstage we're gonna go meet him I went no dad no so I'm really shy you know and we get to the backstage and there's a crowd of people all wanting to see Nigel Kennedy and he spots this kind of little girl somehow at the back and he's like hey you come over here (laughs) so he's got a real real cool English accent so he uh, you know I came up to Nigel and my dad's like okay Nigel what would you say to you know a budding young violinist to inspire her? And he said, "Practice." <laughs> I was like, "Oh God!" But you know what? I really started practicing after that. And That's um, so
3: cool. I mean, that's very cool.
0: My life, and that in a way is kind of you know. Which okay. which brings
4: me to my next question: <clears throat> What separates you from an ordinary violin player? What I mean, maybe made, there's. What, no what, what made you think that you could go places that no one else goes.
0: I was going to say, maybe there's no such thing as ordinary violin player. Cause I, you know, classical
4: well, tra- traditional conventional, yeah, classical conventional.
0: violinists are like so incredible. I mean, to be a professional classical violinist, doesn't matter if you're a soloist, if you're playing in an orchestra, whatever your, you know, outlet is, it, it's like, it demands such dedication to play at that level. But anyway, you know, I um, kind of, I I wouldn't have used these words back then, but a part of me slightly felt in a straitjacket. I mean, I do remember, you know, I went to the Royal College of Music, which is maybe the top or one of the top. It's kind of like a Juilliard, you know, of London. Um, Amazing teachers and, you know, just a fantastic institution. And I remember kind of saying, look, you know, in this part, can I can I like improvise a bit or like rewrite it, you know? And they were like, my teacher's like, it's a Mozart concerto. Like, Mozart's perfect. No, like, forget it. You know what I mean? Like, so, you know. so I, I was really kind of wanting to do something different, but being brought up in a that, that world. You had
4: the nerve to want to change Mozart. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. really nerve. That's nerve.
0: Well, I wasn't allowed. I wasn't allowed. And I really had this feeling like nothing I could do. Could be on the level of the composers that I was playing, whether it's Bach, Beethoven, all these people who are who are just so idolized, you know, rightly so. But anyway, when I I, I did actually um, kind of finish my Royal College of Music, uh, I kind of got thrown up. But anyway, it doesn't matter. I, 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 <laughs> am i on interview no but anyway he would have
4: gotten thrown out too so i
0: I found out you want to
4: throw me off movies because i rewrite the lines (laughs) when i'm working in the film there you go
0: no but i I don't like that i
4: I agree you could spice it up a little
0: I found out about an improvising course that was in another college and I was like, I got to do it. I got to do it. And it wasn't easy at all, you know, cause I've been playing the violin since I was three years old. So now I'm 20. So 17 years of playing the same, you know, just classical like playing what, what I'm, what I'm seeing on the, on the music, you know, and then I had to find my voice and everything I did just sounded like a, you know, a bad Mozart or something, but, but still these, these, um, tutors in this course which was at the Guildhall School of Music you know they, they helped us like just try and tell a story try and express emotion try and get to that place where we can find an, an original voice and yeah I and, love and hila- yeah hilariously I then got I had this um thought to go and visit a friend of mine in Vienna Austria so a really classical music based city right Vienna the city of classical music and I decided to go there for a week to have lessons with an amazing teacher but I ended up staying um in an apartment in a building with a lot of other musicians. And I met two other musicians who had already started improvising, even though they were trained classically. And we started like we'd go to the morning to our, you know, I had the Boris Kushner, the one of the best violin teachers in the world, very, you know, Russian and classical. And then we'd like hang out in the evening and jam. And um, you know, through meeting these musicians, that it was, as I say, not an easy journey, but we we started um we started breaking the envelope, and and it just we just wanted to, we just needed to, and finally got signed to. Okay, PMG. wait, let us
4: let, make some money for you. What is the name of your album? Is it out? Is it coming out? Where can anybody get it? The latest
0: album, thank you, Ron, is uh, called Who's Who, and it's actually arrangements of um, the Who, great songs by the Who. And I, you know, I grew up in a very sheltered, in the middle of nowhere, very sheltered upbringing, and I did not. Know the who only when I came to the US did everybody say, You gotta play. So, who's who was kind of a play on the fact that who are the who, (laughs) you know? I didn't know. Um, but I've got that album, which is my latest album. We've got another one coming out next year, 23. Um, and then I got an album called The Healer Within and Key to the Classics. You have nine Um, of them. I wrote down
3: that you have nine of them. Nine CDs, two with BMG, RCA Victor, and the latest one is original violin arrangements of great songs by The Who. You know, I
4: I don't want to seem like I'm a prehistoric animal, but I am. Years ago, we went to a record store and we bought LPs, you know, big album records. Today, I wouldn't know where to get music. Jimmy gets me all my music and he puts it in my car. And I want to tell you, if if your music goes in my car, it's like winning an Oscar at the Academy Award, because I don't put just anybody in. And I'm, I'm putting you in my car for definitely sure. When we drive to L.A., it's two hours, and I couldn't think of anything better than listening to your music for two hours. So where can we buy it, and how much does it cost?
0: So you can get all the albums. Honestly, you can get it on every single platform, whether it's Amazon, Amazon. Whether it's uh you know all the different iTunes Google
3: Play Play, all of them and and, and what are they you can stream it on
4: Spotify and what do they cost an album you know the album I
0: haven't looked at they actually changed the price on Amazon I haven't looked at the latest I'm sure it's the normal amount ten dollars or something like that
4: okay good so everybody it's an average price I do that because there's a lot of people out there you know they're they're on uh, social security or welfare or something you know they can't afford it but they want the music so now you know it's a 10 buck investment which is certainly worth it b
3: claudia says you can also get it on her website
4: yeah,
5: you
0: can get on my website. You can honestly watch, listen to it for free on Spotify, or, or you know whatever. You oh, okay,
4: to so there you go. If you if you're on a fixed income and you can't afford to splurge on something on Spotify, you know, food in America now is starting to cost a fortune. California, our gasoline is almost nine dollars a gallon, and food is the most expensive. So if you're a Californian, you know, ten bucks maybe knocks out your food bill, but listen to it anyway for free
3: on Spotify. Do you know Lori Neron?
0: i love not she's one of my best best friends she's oh amazing- she's in the
3: chat room so say hi to her hi lori hey
0: she's a, an amazing poet and writer check out lori Neron. um the, oh she's got a couple of beautiful books out she's amazing we're going to collaborate together on an album next year there you
3: go hi lori so you're four million people will hear that by the time this is all done so no, we want we're
4: five million uh, so i
3: want to uh I, they want to <laughs> know also in the chat room do you know rod stewart
0: Oh, of course, not personally, but of course I know who he is. Yeah. Okay. I guess they expect you to learn to know all
4: these people.
3: Because
4: <laughs> you're a superstar. You should know all the superstars. So Yeah, but Ron Stewart is kind of like in Rod my Stewart. Rod Stewart is in my world now, you know, not too many young people.
3: Everybody knows well, they
4: know him, but they're not into him. You know, oh, I love Rod Stewart. I, Rod Rod is in my lifetime.
3: So you guys, so let's talk about some of the stuff you've done. I wrote down that you've actually you played the Lincoln Center. I wrote down that you played the Royal Albert Hall in London at 14. Wow, that, that's a big at 14 though. Like, how the fuck did you do that? <laughs> that's a
4: <biggie. laughs> I
0: have to say, that was such an amazing opportunity. It was actually that my local county. So um, I came in England from the county of Essex. Mm-hmm. Um, and the county decided to like put on an event where they showcase all the amazing art happening in Essex. It was called Essex Presents. And they hired, I guess, the Royal Apple Hall. I mean, there's 7,000 people. It's amazing. Uh, Well, they probably had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of children and different musicians playing. And I happened to be the leader of, it was called the Essex School String Orchestra. And uh, they asked me to play a Bach concerto. So, I ended up playing a Bach concerto at the Royal Apple Hall. And that experience was life-changing for me because I was I I mean honestly the week before I felt like I could have been sick with how nervous I felt but the moment I walked out on that stage um
3: you owned it
0: (laughs) yeah I mean I always said to people right after the concert I said you know it felt like all those great musicians who had played there it felt like their energy was with me. I don't know how to explain it, but I just felt like I'm flying. I mean, the concert went, you know it's a 15 minute piece, it went in like two seconds. I was like, was that? It's over. Oh God, mm-hmm. you know. But I
3: mean, people wait their whole life hoping to be able to play there, though. And you're like 14, and you have you're just getting started. Like, first of all, we got to say hi. Juliet is, which I'm going to assume is your sister.
0: That's my sister. Say hi to Juliet. <laughs> The great thing is she lives in Norway. My sister is an incredible viola player. She leads the um, Oslo Opera Orchestra viola section. She has an amazing string quartet. I've just played, where's it, Jules, in Columbia or somewhere. They're, they're basically in the US for two hours, exactly in my interview.
5: Oh, um, how cool
0: and, is that? Inga String Quartet. Check them out. They are off the charts amazing my favorite string quartet in the world they've just been playing some concerts and they're coming back congratulations
3: juliet so so when you were young how like how many hours a day did you practice
0: um probably it depends what age because you know when you get into your teenage years you do more but probably oh, an right. hour maybe two uh, oh that's we- it I mean, when I got, I mean, at college, I probably did four hours a day. Well, I suppose to, uh um, I don't
3: know. You see all these movies and stuff. I would have thought like all the like musical genius prodigies and you see, you know, basically they're doing it like eight hours a day or something. I was like, so you had an actual life. You got to do things besides just this to become this good.
0: Yeah, I did practice a lot, and you got to think it happens every day since one is three years old. I mean, that's a lot of hours if you count up. Yeah, that's true. that's true. That's true. Yeah, my my had I had an amazing mom and dad. And my dad's not with us anymore. My mom was like totally encouraging. I have two siblings, and my brother also plays the cello professionally. He's absolutely amazing, lives in London, Orlando, Jopling. Um, and he's also an amazing conductor and runs music festivals and all kinds of things. So we three were all, like, practicing before school, after school. I mean, we practiced a
4: lot. Where, where did it come from? Which parent was the one that had the talent? That you, you know, they,
0: they both did. Um, my dad's mom, so my grandma, was a professional singer, um, really well-known professional oratorial singer I think um anyway but my mom's family also has you know music and her ancestry as well
3: so two other things I want to make sure because Ron's gonna love one of these but the first one is I also wrote down that you collab and you had all these other people but I didn't know who they were so I only wrote down the two I know you <laughs> collaborated with Bobby McFerrin and Han and Hans Zimmer Bobby McFerrin it's like don't worry be happy dude right that is worry, I- the happy. story
0: the story of this, uh, the main moment that I'll never forget with Bobby McFerrin. So, you know, we're going, it was actually at a festival in Mexico. He's an incredible improviser. And it was when I was with this string trio based in Austria, in Vienna. So we get this collab, you know, with, with an amazing friend of ours, Jose Ariane, who's a great conductor in uh, Mexico. He invited us to this uh, festival in Mexico central historical and we're playing with Bob McFerrin and and, you know Bobby doesn't really like to rehearse so we met him like maybe some hours something before the concert and uh, we said Bobby we've like actually written out the arrangements of the songs we're going to perform together so you have to do like this form you know you can't like he the songs that we were doing of his he'd sung with a million different artists probably every time completely improvising you know so um so basically, we we're, we play a couple of songs, everything's going great, the audience is going crazy, we're having a great time, and we get to this third song, and we, we start off the song, everything's going good, and then Bobby forgets that particular form that we've told him we're doing, and he's like <laughs> off in some other part of the song, I mean totally other part of the song. In this moment, I, I can't even tell you, I was ready, I wanted to have a hole in the floor, I didn't know what to do, I'm like, it was the... Felt like the worst moment of my life. Like, what the hell am I going to do? And then this all happened, of course, in a split second. I'm looking at the other two in my trio, Tristan, uh, Schultz, Alexei, Goodisman. They're anyway, also incredible musicians. And um, basically, Bobby, in a split second, of course, realizes that he's gone off in this different part of the song. And we're still playing like the other part of the song. And he looks at us and he thinks it's so funny. That he actually gets the giggles on stage in the middle of the concert. I bet and that'd then be
3: hilarious. Like,
0: and then he, and then he's like, "Okay, just go from here, and then we, go, you know, play the rest of the song." But I'll never forget that the same thing happened to me and Bobby McFerrin. He thinks it's the funniest thing that ever happened to him, and I'm so like, "You and you were
3: like us. You were, you were ready to cower."
0: <laughs> yeah, and it, it just reminded me that you know what happens to us it's all a matter of perspective of whether we think it's a good thing or a bad thing. And and I mean, since then, I am know that I've managed, but I've tried to laugh at stuff, you know, where I would have.
3: Well, and Hans Zimmer too. Like I, didn't he do like the Miami vice theme or
0: something? I don't know. He's like big Hans Zimmer. Oh, he <laughs> is. Inc- oh God. He's done a million. I mean, Lion King, but like a yeah, million okay. films. And I, I, I learned something it, amazing from him as well, because I came from Vienna, Austria, which was very based on kind of, um like the craftsmanship of being a orchestral composer you know like how to write every chart for every instrument you got to know the instruments capabilities and and we get to la my first time in la and handsome uh, and he's he's an absolute genius right creative genius and brilliant like created this brilliant samples library and brilliant with them um, uh, all kinds of things um but he said to us look you know i'm not really like your average Mozart you know where I write every single chart for every member of the orchestra he said you know I'll write the basic thing and then I got my composers who were helping me and and uh and he said you know he was just trying to he was basically being absolutely honest about who he was um and I was like really like doesn't he do it all himself <laughs> <You know? laughs> kind of judgmental and I, ne- I never said that to him of course but guess what right now you know all this music that I write Right, i'll put like a basic thing together i have incredible arrangers like dean franson who write all the orchestra charts there and i can never do it without them so, so like i love it genius. sorry that i like don't judge people because in the end you might find i mean i do anyway you know you end up doing
3: what so, you so say hi to errol errol Rappaport's in the oh, channel we know we know errol we met him at johnny's 911 celebrity event oh at, nice uh, yeah uh, he's on my
0: back. foundation board and he's fantastic
3: he's like fabulous okay so yeah, i i saw in a buy in a bio or someplace that you're working on two concerts to be played at the great pyramids of egypt Whoa. now ron is like oh. all about egypt <laughs> Take
4: me with you.
0: you've got to come. Fourth of November. I mean, I can't really... Take me with you.
4: Fourth oh, of November
0: please. is what I'm planning.
4: To hear your music around the pyramids, I think I would drop dead from Joy. I mean, I can't imagine. You know, in Italy, in Portofino, there was a concert many years ago that I went to, and they did it in one of the uh, Roman theaters, the ancient Roman theaters. It was an experience I'll never forget. The, the and I forgot, I think Pavarotti was singing, and it, it was. Oh, I can't believe you're going to do this in Egypt! I have like to Ron,
3: and I'm not kidding you, Ron. Egypt uh, is Ron's thing, like he watches every documentary on Egypt and the tombs and the pharaohs. And where were you playing everything.
4: in Egypt? Where around Next the, to-
0: to the pyramids.
4: Oh, I'm going to kill myself. I'm I'm, 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 I'm getting off. The show. I'm leaving.
3: So how did you decide to go to Egypt and how did you work that? And who
4: the whole Wait day? A minute. Is job Let's leave talk about this. Uh, I knew please. you would love this. I knew you would this love has got to be. I can't. Could you imagine listening to your music with the pyramids, the way they light them up at night? You know, Jimmy, you're going to have when orgasm. are you doing? When are you doing <laughs> Egypt? November 4th, she said. Next year, November. This year november's over november's over
3: no we're in april oh we're in may we're in may sorry november passed, jimmy no may june july august september october november yeah next year no this year well i meant (laughs) i meant not you don't know oh i see
0: yeah assuming that the year ends in the summer and starts in the fall yeah right yeah okay so
4: november 2022 maybe you'll see me there
0: uh you gotta gotta come
4: come. i'm serious i'm not lying
0: Ron, we you we, you and I. I mean, we're all on the same page because actually, we're also planning a concert at the Viona uh, at the Verona Arena in Italy.
4: I'll in be Africa. there too.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and, and by the way, everybody, we've only just. I had the. I mean, somebody of my team had the idea like two days ago, but uh, we really want Andrea Bocelli to, you know, sing in that concert. So let's Absolutely. just put that out no, there. Now, now we put have, it out there to the world. Wait, we have
4: to get somebody to book you here out in the Mojave Desert. In oh, the yeah. wonderful canyons, my yes. God, your music will travel through the whole can Oh, I can't breathe. I love this whole theater part. You know, it's very, very exciting and big. I'm so totally funny.
5: into that. Because In the, the
4: magic- I am too. I am too. In the, the chat magic- room,
3: they're writing, we just bought a Tesla and now we have to go to Egypt and that'll be your two big things.
4: <laughs> no, Jimmy, when I turned 80, no, Jimmy was supposed to take me for my birthday to Egypt when I turned 80 but then the pandemic came and we couldn't yeah. go so now i i have seven or eight movies to do Jimmy's producing movies we don't have the time to go but november of of the this, the, 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 this coming november months. November, I think I'm filming somewhere in November. July, damn it! August, but anyway, if I'm not, I'm very serious. No, we would love to come to that. I am very. Come. I'm not bullshitting you. If you see me there, please remember me and say hello. They want you in <laughs> Germany. They want you in Germany
3: too. They want you to come. To no, Germany. I want. I want to be in. <laughs> I, if I'm,
4: things. if I'm in Egypt and they're playing this music, with next to the pyramids, I will have an out of body experience, yeah. and I will join the, the the kings of Egypt in the next world. You so I'm having another. Have you been to slice. Egypt before?
0: I actually, for the first time, I have i mean, honestly, it's incredible Ron saying all this because I went for the first time in, no- well, November 29th, so basically kind of December last year. So just recently, uh, I spent a week, uh, went to Dubai, couldn't wait to come back. I mean, love Dubai, but uh, came back, spent another week, went again like a month ago. I'm going again in June. I am so blown away by the magic of Egypt. Yeah, he can't wait to go. I work.
4: believe in reincarnation and I believe that yeah. I once because when we work on the house and I do cement work and stuff, if something is heavy and Jimmy and I can't lift it, I say, just a second, when I was building the pyramids, we used levitation. Let me show you how he did it. And it's like I, I really thought I did it.
3: I'm not kidding you. He figures out how to like move things. It's like you need ten people to move them, and he's like literally like figures because out how to I do it.
4: remember building the pyramids. I mean, people think I'm nuts anyway. So what do I care I
0: Ron, (laughs) you don't even know. This is is beyond crazy. I literally, because I did probably about 100 hours of research before I went to the pyramids. And of course, there's a lot of theories out there. But my theory is that they built it through levitation. Like literally out of all the theories, that is my theory. That's what I tell everybody. And when I was there, I stayed at this. Ron, We're going to connect after this interview. I stayed at this incredible villa next to the pyramids. I'm going back to stay there in June. Like I practice with the pyramid right there. I'll send you, I, 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 I oh, I'll send them, you know, we'll put some photos up later or something on here. Literally I'm practicing <laughs> with a pyramid right here. And, um, and so the guy who's the caretaker of this house, he's really into this as well, you know, cause I'm like, I know that not everybody's going to think this levitation thing is, you know, normal, whatever. But he and I, we were like, diving on this this is what happened and the fact that you can bring that into your own life as well as soon as i heard it ron i started to try and levitate i did like half an hour practice a day wait a minute let me tell you something
4: in when we lived in florida all the way down the the end of florida the, the boot is a stone castle built by this little skinny man the man was like four foot nine he weighed about two pounds little skinny man some of the stones are 60 tons and he built this at night when nobody was around. I forgot what it's, Coral, Coral, Coral Castle. Coral Castle, look it up folks. It's fascinating. And- You to do a concert there? Uh, oh, yeah, you, uh, you, well, you really wouldn't have the space. Yeah, it's probably not but, big enough. Not big enough for the thousands of people that would come. But it's a <laughs> wonder, no, it's a wonderful uh, arena. Anyway, in the apartment that he built, on the wall is a code. And he said, if you can decipher this code, You will know how to levitate. And we suspect that he was extraterrestrial because of his size and his head shape. And I feel that the pyramids were built by extraterrestrial knowledge.
0: 1000%. 1000%. Honestly, yeah. you know, I listen to this. It's like so amazing. We're talking about this. This is not his so favorite
3: numbers. shop show is Ancient <laughs> Aliens. He like never misses. It. He watches Ancient Aliens. You know, Alien you know people he loves people, that show. people <laughs> say to
4: you now people say to me, "Oh, Ron, you're crazy if you think there's people in outer space." I say, "Excuse me, do I think you're crazy because you believe that a Jewish man was put on a cross and then pushed the rock out and became Easter?" <laughs> I said, "You know." <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you believe that? That's a way far more way out than my thinking of, 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 a, of a spaceship coming here thousands and hundred thousand years ago to develop. Don't forget, Earth is go- Earth goes before the Bible. Oh, yeah. People no, don't I know mean, that. that, they that, think that, the Bible know- started Earth.
0: This is such an interesting time because a lot of people believe this is a very like transitional, transformational time for us as humans and for the planet. And that the healing that we are doing, whether it's uh, for ourselves in this life, but maybe also in you know the DNA we have from all the lies before us. Absolutely. That, that healing. So some people have... Um, <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this on in an interview. It's just so great. But some people have learned how to really... Uh, Like take, you know, take any one of us people into that past life experiences and it can be very healing because they can be experiencing some issue, whether it's health or financial or anything in this life, which is something to do with, you know, a trauma they've brought with them. And they, they basically, what what do you say? Uh, Anyway, transgressed, whatever the, anyway, took took this guy back into a life where he said, oh, this is i'm living in the time when the pyramids were built and he describes how yeah there were four different alien races that came down to really help earth you know really help the human our human population um and they were kind of the early pharaohs and somebody once questioned
4: my belief and i answered simply because this person was a simpleton and i said okay if you go on television, they announce that on Thursday night, we're doing a rerun of the movie we just played tonight. That's a rerun. Think of it this way. Everything you learn while you're alive reruns in the next life. That's why you can play with the fiddle the way you do, because you violin. could Violin. No, I call it a fiddle.
0: I play fiddle because I play Irish folk yeah. music. That's a fiddle.
4: No, I mean, I do that to be cute. Don't correct me. I'll punch you in the face. <laughs> we're married, we're allowed to do that.
0: I was going to say, you must know each other
4: for a long time. <laughs> we're married for 10 years. Oh, we're married for 10 years. 10 so. years. But anyway, um, I firm, listen, there was a years, years and years ago in the, in the 1950s, a six-year-old kid played a grand piano. two minutes, so. And he played a Chopin like nobody ever played. And the kid never had a lesson. Now, where the hell did he get the, the know. knowledge to play Chopin on a piano? I mean, I come on.
0: Oh, my God. I can't believe. So two minutes. I want to say May 22nd. It is uh, here in Westchester and Peekskill, New York.
4: I wish um, I were there.
0: 3 and the, another. I've got another show on July 9th in a really cool venue. Oh, wait. It, July
4: uh, 9th. There's a possibility we're in New York.
0: Oh, what? New York City. I have a show. Yeah, this is it at the Chelsea Table and Stage. Awesome venue. They opened in October last year. It's spanking, yes. you know.
3: Randy Edelman plays there a lot. I, I don't know
4: our exact... I'm supposed to be f- working on a film in New Jersey and New York in July, but I was also... We're invited to the Hamptons for, for a VIP, whatever. So July looks like we're going to be in New York. So I'm definitely coming to meet you and, I mean, I love your music. I, I'm your biggest fan now. You
3: guys, too, just know she's yeah. played in Vienna. She's played in China. She's played at the Lincoln Center. There's probably no place she hasn't played. Well, because, Things are just getting going. Because
4: when you play this sort of music, the world wants you. You know, if her music was crappy, she'd be playing in somebody's basement in, <laughs> in Hoboken, New Jersey. No, you got to love
3: it. So you guys go to daisyjoplinband.com. You can get tickets if you're uh, in the
0: area in New York. You can go to Um But please uh, follow me on my social media. You know, this is how it works with artists nowadays. You know, check me out on YouTube, all the social media. We need to build that up in order to really play these concerts we want to do around the world. So please. And it's Daisy Joplin, listen, you guys.
4: D-A-I-S-Y-J-O-P-L-I-N-G. Listen, have been around. I, I, I'm in the business 64 oh, years yeah, go, so. and I know junk from good stuff. You're going places, darling. You're going to be big. You're going to be the next Johnny. Yanni. Oh, yeah. You're going to be big. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're yeah. so talented. We love it. So, I, everybody, I check you, it out. I bet you at uh, 20 bucks, you're going to be, well, 20, 200 bucks. You're going to be big.
3: Nice. You're going to be big. So, everybody, thank you so much for coming on the show. Best of thank luck. You.
4: Congratulations I, I, on all I, your I success. You we had and, a blast. I met you and I love you and I love your music. And I thank love you, you. too. Thank you for making. Thank you for making me happy because I was kind of sad today because a friend of mine died. So thank you for making me happy because your music sure did. It got me up and going and and it was wonderful. I want
3: to say real quick, say goodbye to your family. You have a million family members. Say goodbye to all
4: of (laughs) them. Bye everybody. Thank you. Best family
0: in the world. Best fans in the world. world. And 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 see you.
4: Bye. If Eileen Shapiro is listening, loosen your bra a little, honey, and relax. Oh, there you go. We love Eileen. I love Eileen. <laughs> Yay, all right. Bye. Thank you so bye, much everybody. Fun. Thanks bye, so much sweetheart. for tuning
3: in, everybody. We'll see you next week. Enjoy. Bye bye.
2: Yeah, we in the mix. <laughs>
5: Oh.